Okay. So we had a series on travel and surveillance and our efforts to disentangle ourselves from that. But um, even though we feel really good about all the ways we're beginning to buck the system and not get entangled, there is still this major entangling force that is simply called the internet because everything is there and it has a trillion tentacles and it's not like an app on your phone that you just shut off when you're done proving that you don't have COVID. So Andre, I believe you have some particularly poignant existential thoughts about this this morning. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm i a very curious person and I one of the funniest memes I, I've seen is um, uh, obviously from very early on and in the internet era was a page that somebody has reached and it says, you have reached the end of the internet. <laughs> and um, there's something in me that is obsessive and completionist that wants to kind of know everything and have a kind of omniscience. I'm, I'm interested in all kinds of different things. Um, as long as I've known you, you've been, and I've known you a long time now, you have just, there's nothing that has not been interesting to you, which is astounding. I'm, I'm much more of a bracket that out. Uh, yeah. I don't really bracket anything out. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Which makes prioritizing and makes limiting my or or, or uh, channeling my attention into useful uh, portion, useful um, uh, ends to be a, a difficult um, and not native task for me. I, if I uh, in the hunter gatherer world, I would probably be the scout, right? I would be out there kind of looking around to see what would be interesting and what would be useful. That would be my yeah. And I would have Native to say, e even in our current form of civilization, it makes you a super fun person to live with and talk to because you know something about everything and it's all interesting. So that that's great for conversation, but perhaps for productivity, it is a bit of a challenge. No, I, I have always struggled with productivity, um, just finally getting things done, finishing them. And the, the biggest problem for me is the fact that there's always more interesting things to research, uh, to look up and, and to find. I remember um, when our, our, our son was young, in his school they were doing something on sailing, and we also had the chance to go with some friends of ours to a place where there were some sailboats, and I went, we went sailing out into the sea, and they, there was uh, their f uncle who had built this boat in order to sail around the world. And um, that just opened a whole new universe of possibilities to me. And I remember for the next several months just binging in one way or another on this whole subculture of um, solo, round-the-world sailors who would simply go from port to port and um, spend six months in the Marquesas and go around the world and uh, sail through the Straits of Malacca, etc., around Cape Horn in sailboats without motors and learning how to to heave to and how to how to anchor and how to build a boat of wood and and um etc cetera, etc cetera. how small a boat could you go across the ocean in and there's this one funny guy up in Sweden who was clearly a little bit mentally unstable who had planned on sailing around the world in a boat that was like eight feet long or something it was rather ridiculous but interesting yeah now by contrast I would just say I once heard the aphorism, a boat is a hole in the water in which to throw money, and that pretty much ended my interest in sailing. <laughs> so that's what I mean by, I bra bracket out, you embrace everything. Yeah. Obviously, you can sustain a much longer conversation, as you, you just demonstrated <laughs> that I can. <laughs> 
But uh, it, let, let's bring this a little bit more on home. We're, we're not, uh, we have not so far used this podcast really as therapy, though we did have an early one about our first existential crisis in the life of the podcast. Yes. So maybe maybe we're at another kind of more right. personal existential one. So, right. and so fess up, man. <laughs> so one of the uh, realities of managing the internet in uh, the modern world is the fact that it is a window of the entire world in, in, that exists now into your in your home. So it's some, somehow like inviting the entire universe uh, into your living room. And um, managing that socially and personally is um, uh, a difficulty um, and um, a social as well as a uh, cultural sort of challenge. And so um, that's, I'm just putting it within a, a larger framework. Um, now that you have the encyclopedia uh, of everything, Diderot's uh, ultimate dream in Wikipedia and beyond, um, where you can see what people all people have done at all time and what they are doing now and what may be happening in the future is all just right there and available. Um, this is a massive, massive temptation and a massive time suck for me because um, uh, although it's interesting, um, it's often not particularly useful and um, uh, draws me away from things for which my own particular energies and um, job and interests are probably more productively located. So tell us what actually happened this morning. Oh, well, I was, I, I've been trying to discipline myself and uh, I've been um, very interested in the energy crisis that's been going on in, in Europe and, and elsewhere and also the, the um, slow realization uh, that the green dream is just that. Um, and um, anyway, just investigating this and um, I set myself a timer for 15 minutes. Um, in which time I updated, also updated uh, some software on my computer because of the little red dots that needed to be taken care of. <laughs> and, you know, then there was one... Is that, that the timer I heard go off? Right. Okay. So I, I would joke to you. I said, is that your timer telling you when you have to stop looking at Twitter? And you said <laughs> yes. And I thought that was funny that I guessed correctly. Yeah, well, it was, I stopped looking at Twitter, but there was a couple of other things I kept looking at. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was the camel's nose under the tent. It was the camel's nose under the tent. And those other uh, things had to do with privacy and security because we have this podcast. Of course, that's an important and urgent thing that I must continue to take care of and pay attention to. And I've got all kinds of questions, you know, that about the details of things that like yeah. um yeah so well, anyway and we had planned to record today in all fairness so yeah it, it so, started out as a responsible right, engagement with your right but then there's duties. a sense oh, i have to take it all in you know i hadn't looked at this one feed in a while da, 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 da. so anyway but and then that put, you shifted over to your office right and, and that, that didn't interrupt no it 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 did but there were other it somehow when i get in this sort of state of mind it becomes difficult to gather up myself again and um, turn my attentions towards the proper thing. So can kind of get derailed. Okay, so can you, I'm curious, tell us about the state of mind. Is this something that your brain brings or that the internet itself draws out? Or, or do they meet in an unholy alliance? I, I don't really know how to distinguish those things. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's certainly it's not possible without the, uh, the internet and its um, infinite um, riches. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like there are some times when your mind is more susceptible to being sucked in. Yeah, I, th- I think that if I start the day off well, I seem to be able to go okay. Mm-hmm. And I've been, um, rather than try to white-knuckle it, uh, I've been attempting to simply give myself a little outlet, time it, limit it, and then just move on. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I'm just starting that, so I have, I have not gotten through the 21 days or however long it takes to uh, create the habit. So. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the better part of myself says, uh, just be easy on yourself so you didn't do it. Um, you haven't done this, been doing this for very long. There's, there's a part of you that says that? Um, in my experience, your inner life is entirely self-reproach. Oh, no, no, no. The, 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 there's part that's, that's, there's the self-reproaching part that's reproaching the self-reproaching part. <laughs> <laughs> my, your, your anxieties have anxieties. Yes. To quote Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. I see. Okay. Well, I, I, I endorse the, the self-reproach of the self-reproach that says, you know, just it, this is an enormous thing to disentangle oneself from. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I come by it honestly too. I mean, this is my, my family, all of us um, are, it's, it's a combination of a, it's a gift and it's a curse. I mean, we're curious and knowledgeable, all kinds of different things, but it also means that we're have difficulty putting our energies towards things that are recognizably, um, uh, moving stones that need to be moved, so to speak. Right. But so then when you uh, came back and found me, you said four hours had passed this way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty significant amount of Zitzfleisch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do, how does that work exactly? I'm, I'm drawing this out of you not to, like, expose your vulnerabilities to the podcastosphere, but because I'm guessing a lot of people who listen will – this will resonate so strongly with them. Right. So just ha- naming it and knowing that it is a common problem of our era, I think is helpful. So how, what's the question? <laughs> um, limited attention span. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> no, I mean, it just like four hours is a long time to right. be sucked down the rabbit hole. And you, uh, and I don't think you usually go down for four hours. No, but, so. but two hours is pretty common through or three, you know, it's just, it's just easy to get derailed. Mm-hmm. Um, for me anyway. Right. And getting underailed is difficult when the work that I need to do involves a computer. Um, I know right. stepping away from a, from the computer is clearly helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a walk, you know, resetting the mind. Um, but it's kind of like uh, kind of like people who have eating disorders. Um, you can't stop eating. Right. <laughs> so yeah. uh, even though I have an internet disorder, I can't really stop using it. Right. Um, so, uh, but clearly there are more and less successful ways of managing um, the difficulty. Mm. So if you could go back to the Andre of a few hours ago, mm. what what um, systems could you have built in or have you built in that you ignored? And <laughs> so maybe that's the problem is ignoring the built-in systems. But like yeah. what can what can be an external force that you put in place to disrupt the pattern when it starts? Well, I think probably what has been the most successful is to make sure that I make a plan. I'm a, uh, um, in the Cal Newport uh, School of Time Block Planning, which means basically to give your hours a job and to not uh, rigorously hold to it for every second, but to have your better nature decide ahead of time what your time um what's the best use of your time and then if you go off of that stop make adjustments and so you're always bringing your attention back to what uh, your better self has decided ahead of time is uh, a better use of of your time so So did you not have a clear plan this morning when you started i didn't write it down Uh, does that make a difference to you yes okay all right pro tip write down (laughs) The planned schedule that you have worked out in advance. Well, especially for somebody like me whose whose time is largely unstructured. I don't have, I mean, I, I have meetings at various times, um, kind of randomly located um, during the day, and I, um, 
other things that are required of me that I need to be at, but it's not like uh, n- nine to five. You know, it's not like yeah. I need to be here and paying attention to this for this period of time. It's right. I'm in control of quite a lot of my schedule, which means if I want to get anything done, I have to make use use good use of it. Right, right, right. Okay. Do you use um, like uh, things that like pop up on your screen and block your view, or set up timers or something that can serve to interrupt the toxic flow <laughs> as opposed to the creative flow. Yeah, I've, at various times I, I remember I've I tried all kinds of um, software tricks. There's one there's one uh, that was for a long time called uh, uh, time uh, no not the time out I've used. Uh, that's, oh yeah I uh, use that one too. Uh, but I use that more to move my body so I don't stiffen up right, and start to hurt. That, right. I, that's the main reason I've used that as well. I, I have to block the screen and it makes, forces you to get up. Um uh, another one that was called um, Freedom, mm. uh, which is an application, basically firewall that just you you it's sort of the uh, U- Ulysses tying himself to the mast kind of thing, like <laughs> like it, it just doesn't or actually no it's more like it's more like uh, his his it's uh, the wax in the it's, sailor's it's the wax ears. in the sailor's ears yeah right. basically it just prevents you from from uh, even going there, mm. uh, from in in the twitch where you just with a touch of a key you know switch to some Do other you use application. That now? No, I have not. I used that for a while, and then I found that it was not. Um, I didn't. I found that after a kind of a break-in period, it's not necessary. It wasn't necessary, mm. um, and that's what I've heard from other people as well. So I mean, it really um, the the most important thing is to um, bring your mind back to the place of conscious consciously deciding what you're going to do so it sounds like today the problem wasn't that you were working on something and then you're like oh let me just check this and then you got sucked away but rather that you started your your day's work by investigating something you were curious about and then you just never got started at no, all. no and then i did i did i took i when i went over in my office i i regrouped um but then when i was there i got derailed again okay all right well so what have we learned? <laughs> it's a perennial problem uh, for me, and I imagine a lot of people. Um, I, I find it difficult to um, uh, to manage. Um, and I, I think part of it is, um, from what I, what I know from others, is that um, from what I've studied, because I've been a long-term student of productivity precisely for this reason because I have such a difficult time producing um, that you it's what what you need to, what you need to do is uh, to have a, uh, a goal or a project that your mind trusts and one of the realities of procrastination or distraction or others there's probably some there's obviously neurological differences between people I'm obviously more susceptible to it than you are uh, but also a lot of it, some of it has to do with the difficulty, difficulty of the motivation when your mind just isn't convinced that what you're doing is worth it. Hmm. Um, so there's some fundamental motivational struggles there. So are you not convinced that what you've been working on is worth it? Is that um, what you're saying? Well, I almost am always not convinced that what I'm working on is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and is that because you're just interested in everything, so focusing on one thing is... Harder well, let's just say the, the world's rewards are ambiguous. Boy, that's the truth. And all of all of the kind of work we do is 
like pointed towards super long term rewards. Yeah, very very long term. Yeah, virtue needs cheaper thrills. Right. As Hobbes said to Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I mean, I'm, this is a, an ongoing um, thing for me, and um, I imagine for many people. And unfortunately, this whole uh, rabbit hole of privacy and security on the internet is its own urgent distraction. Right. <laughs> uh, from other work that is also important to me. So I, I think it's something that I feel I am competent to speak to um, and um, something that is certainly important for our world and being citizens in this new digital reality um, where I think I have something meaningful to say, uh, but it's also nothing to do with my other vocations. Well, I mean, I think one of the reasons we started this is in order to have a productive outlet for the concerns and anxieties we had about this. So maybe what we really need to do is just record more often so I get it out recording and not searching. Well, there's a thought. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, on that hopeful note, let's quit now while we're feeling slightly better about the whole thing. All right. Well. But but uh, we usually end with a pro tip. So I think the pro tip is... Be aware of what you're up against, even not with the pernicious or surveilling actors, but yeah, just... Yeah, and I, I fastidiously avoid the algorithms, right? This is not like me like looking at YouTube or going on Facebook or even in, in Twitter. I, I use a front end for Twitter called Knitter, which, <laughs> which basically filters out all of the tracking and a lot of the algorithmic stuff. It really just is people's feeds, and it's just a couple, a couple of uh, people I follow or just type in their address manually. Um... But it's simply, for me, so much is so interesting. Right. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, th- this is what I, I see a lot. So for in, in your case, your virtue of curiosity mm. has been turned into something more like an addictive or compulsive behavior right. by the technological possibilities of right, the internet. Exactly, right. And I've been saying lately, like, the 21st century is the century of addiction because we understand all human psychological and social systems so well now that we can manipulate and exploit. And so I I think in some level, this is what you're going through is a microcosm of the entire human struggle of the 21st century is how to be what we are, you know, embodied human creatures who are nevertheless not exploited because and hacked because our systems are known too well. And that is, this is just one of many areas of life, you know, like, you know, like this is why I don't keep potato chips in the house. There are lots of foods I can exercise self-control around, but excellent potato chips, zero self-control. You probably don't even know that about me because (laughs) I just never buy them and never have them in the house, but no self-control. Yeah. Well, popcorn is like that for me. So, okay. See, I can resist popcorn, but not potato chips. Yeah, so um, so even though I fastidiously avoid the algorithms, it's still even without those, um, the novelty, uh, the dopamine hits of novelty, um, the ability to research and find and dig down and right. learn new things and find out what other people are doing is such that even filtering out uh, the algorithmic nudges, it's still um, a, a continual um, challenge for me to. Yeah, for your curiosity not to be for my curiosity. Yeah, well, I mean, curiosity is not quite what it is. It's sort of curiosity, and it's somewhat compulsion, and it's somewhat obsessive. But but I think that's the point. It's the the internet takes the native curiosity and turns it into something. Yeah, because you can. Right. Because you can, you do. Right. Right. Like there, there's no compulsively eating potato chips until you have a global market in potato chips that supply them cheaply and easily to where you live. Like if I had to cook potato chips to eat them, you know, that would be a 
I never cook potato chips. <laughs> so that's right. so that native capacity for being gluttonous about potato chips does not exist without an industrial provision to the that would turn it into an addiction given right. opportunity. Yeah, and we like the industry, um, but we do have to guard ourselves from the excesses of it. Right. Right. Okay. Well, well so I guess I guess that's a, that's actually a decent metaphor. Thinking about um, uh, junk consumption versus quality consumption. So, I mean, junk use of time versus quality time. And for me, um, I think that um, snacking on garbage, even though it's not really garbage, so to speak, but for me, it's, uh, even though it's healthy, it would be like, you know, eating. uh, It's more like overeating. It's excess. Yeah. Or just snacking all day long as opposed to, okay, I'm going to have my meal now. Right. Well, you know, we both do intermittent fasting, and I just found, like, it's so much easier for me to just abstain for certain parts of the day than to moderate all day long. Right. So I think probably it's something like that. The problem is when the internet is part of your work, so you can't abstain as easily when you're working. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it requires some level of self-knowledge and control. And I've obviously managed that at certain points better than others, um, but at the moment... Um, it's a uh, it's an uphill slog. Yep, for you and approximately six billion other people. <laughs> right. So. All right. Well, till next time. Bye.